Well, hi, this is Alan and Russ, and welcome to our podcast, Two Veterans, Two Yorkies, and a Whole Lot of Love. Today's episode, we're going to be talking to you about our military experience and just give you some of the quick overview of what we've done and some highlights that we liked and what we think are some of our biggest accomplishments. You know, yeah, our uh, highlights and... Yeah. Yeah. When did you join? <clears throat> I enlisted and actually was Veterans Day either the 10th or the 12th because Veterans Day they were closed because the maps was the holiday in 85. 85. Yeah. Same. Yeah, so mine was 85 May okay. of 85. And my my whole thing, I was actually going to go into the Army. I was going to do the buddy system with um, a friend of mine I grew up with, Matt Bedor, and we both were looking at doing the army and for one reason or the other I don't know why but he kind of backed out on it and then I was kind of like well actually at the recruiter's office and ended up talking to an air force guy and it just sounded way more better <laughs> that's even what you want to say. way more better way right. more better that's southern, and, that's southern Canadian for you right there but yeah and, and there was just I just liked the options I guess better then and what he had to offer and what he told me and next thing I know I was taking my ASVAB test and on my way up to Detroit, Michigan to do my enlistment physical and swear in and yeah then I actually came home and told my parents they joined they didn't even know I was doing it how long after you were you did all that at the MEP station that you actually shipped out I think I left I think I did all that in June, July, and I think I was off to base to basic by it had to be July or August because I remember mm-hmm. it was hot because I was in Texas. Yeah, it was really hot. For in my case, when I went down, like I said, it was that Veterans Day event weekend. You know, whether the ninth or the twelfth, I don't remember and did all that at the MEP station, they were already programming and they weren't sending anybody, they weren't going to be shipping anybody out after that particular day. <clears throat> and the reason for the, and for the reason being you were coming up into the holidays and they, and they didn't want to have anybody start basic training, go home for the holidays, and then come back and finish basic training. There is, there's a certain protocol. And when I was a drill sergeant, Many, 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 many years later, you know, I understood why I didn't ship out as soon as I did because I actually was delayed entry. So November, December, January is early February that I shipped out. So I stayed home through the holidays and then I shipped out not even after the first of the year was, you know, into February. You know, by the time I went back down to Milwaukee and then shipped out from the MEP station on on the 5th or 6th of February. Mm. And that was 86 now at that particular day. So, so after, with with you guys, once you go through your basic, did you, you then go to your training school, or what did what did you guys call it? No, we, we went through one station unit training, and we called that OSET. That was the acronym OSET, one station unit training. So you went... And so you stayed at the same place the whole time? With the same drill sergeants and the same cadre, yep. Okay, see, Air Force, we didn't do that. After we finished <coughs> basic training, then... Um, for my technical school, I went to Wichita Falls in Texas, and that's where my training school yeah. was at. 
I mean, I was the, there the army, for the eight or ten weeks it was. Some of the jobs in the army do exactly what you do, but for at that particular time, military police corps, we had uh, a drill sergeant academy there at Fort McClellan, Alabama, and we had um, basic training and OSET was all done. Uh, all in the same starship as what we call them because that's what the buildings look oh, like. Oh, okay. That even included those uh, personnel that were in like the Chemical Corps because Chemical Corps was at Fort McClellan at the same time. Huh. Yeah. And what was your first assignment? Korea. After, Korea. Yeah, after boot camp, we came home uh, on leave and then I shipped out to Korea. Oh, so you went home after basic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I didn't. I went through basic tech school well no I did go home after tech school I sure did because then I shipped out and my first assignment was at Clark Air Base in the Philippines oh, okay yeah and at that time I was in a mobility aerial port squadron so I was working with uh, Marines and Army and this is when we were still doing airdrops and working on humanitarian missions and stuff while we were in the Philippines so I wasn't even doing any loadmaster stuff then that was I was a grunt I guess you'd call it at that time I was driving ATVs and yeah. you know forklifts and building all that stuff so I hadn't even how did you get to the Philippines do you remember how you were you on a military flight that got you yeah there? it was a military flight that dropped us off and I want to say we were in or maybe I wasn't a military man. It's been so many years, but See, I had. To catch I know a I. Flight. I know I landed in Manila, yeah. and had to get on this bus that you know you went out looking for the person holding the sign, saying you know basically you know going to Clark Air Base, and you got on that bus and hoped it was the right one, and it took you to you know to your, you know and you're just this. You, you just kind of follow the other guys that look like they know where they're going or they don't know where they're going and we all just kind of went in the same direction because there was quite a few of us but still you you meet you know when you're on the plane you know yeah. so no ours we had to it was a military contracted flight so it was with the flying tigers uh, Ooh, that's a long time that's long, and it was on a 747 so that's an old old crew old old aircraft and it was a contractor um for the department of defense and every couple days they would have one of those flights and it would start in st louis so there we had to fly in our class a uniforms so all of us that were didn't matter what branch of service you know we were all flying on the same uh, aircraft at the same time so we all were in class a as marines you know navy air force army and then from St. Louis, we would fly to Portland. Portland, we would refuel, <clears throat> get an opportunity, maybe I think it was like a two-hour break for the crew and ourselves, stretch our legs. And then we would fly from Portland up to Anchorage. Again, there'd be you know, a little bit of ground time. And then from Anchorage down to... We would drop people off in Anchorage, so because that was overseas now. And then we would go into Japan, and we would drop people off in Japan. And then we would fly into Korea, and the large majority of us would get off in in Korea. Hey, but the the Korea, flight continued. The flight continued the yet into the Philippines, and on that particular day, the flight was still going to go uh, to. 
I want to say Guam because there was oh, a small grief. contingent that had to be dropped off in Guam also. So it was like the dead end. So that was a that was a long flight, but I got off in Korea. I was so glad to get off the plane at that time. So. <laughs> yeah. But it was July. As okay. soon as you get off the plane in Korea in July, all you smell is the kimchi pots and the rice fields and the fertilizer in the rice fields. It was very odiferous. <laughs> Well, I did, while I was in the Philippines, I did a lot of back and forth to Korea, Mm -hmm. to Osan, and back then it was called, like, um, Team Spirit, but then it changed to Lawrence Scorpion or something like that. They changed two years later than that, so, but that was back and forth over there quite a bit for trainings, and those were all on C-130s, which, to me, remind me of, you know, our... Alaska combi planes mm-hmm. that we got rid of, but um, so the first time I flew on one of those, I felt like I was back on a 130 again, yeah. you know. Yeah, Damn, a little workhorse. Yeah, a little workhorse, exactly. But yeah, I just, I think that that first assignment really made me make the decision of if I was gonna stay in for the long haul, yeah, you know. Yeah. I It I guess that's what it is with anybody, though. It either makes you or breaks you. You either, like, this is what I want to do, or, yeah, I'm going to do the little bit of time that I signed up for, and I'm done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that all has to do with, you know, the command, command climate. Yeah. uh, Support that you get from your peers and, you know, what kind of camaraderie you have there. Is it it welcoming, or is it kind of like dog-eat-dog? Yeah. And that's why, I mean, I think that's why I enjoyed the most about it is because when I talked to my recruiter, I told him I wanted to be in a career field that would transfer over for me after I got out of the military, but I wanted to travel. I wanted to yeah. see the world because I know if I had a state in Jackson, Michigan, doing all the things that I was doing with friends and that, that I wouldn't have seen the places I have seen. I mean, first assignment... Clark Air Base in the Philippines. After that, Korea, Korea, Japan, Japan to back to Korea, and then Travis Air Force. The only time I was ever stateside was at Travis Air Force Base mm-hmm. in California. That was the only time I was stateside. Hmm. Then, when I was there during that, then Desert Storm kicked off, and I went to England, and then we flew back and forth doing missions into. Um, what was it, Kuwait back then? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you did? Did you do Desert Storm? No, I no? was actually on my second assignment in Korea. So after my first assignment in Korea, I went to the luxury assignment, you know, called Fort Leonard Wood, you know, Missouri, you know, lost in the woods in Missouri. Yeah. And I did three years there, and while I was there, we deployed to Panama. That was actually a really duty assignment for folks that had that down there so we supported that and Noriega was in charge yet so there was a lot of political Department of State Department of Defense a lot of stuff going back and forth there uh, but it was a good uh, it was a good deployment and then I made five E5 and then because I had just recently got promoted back to Korea I went and then that was it wasn't that long later that uh, Desert Storm, Desert Shield. So I was in Korea, and they told us we were locked down for seven years automatically. If you didn't have all of your household goods shipped by a certain time, and of course I was nowhere near that window because I had, you know, only been there for like half my tour. 
but uh, there were some people that heard wind of this and they quickly shipped their stuff and they were able to PCS home. But if you didn't ship your stuff, you know, then you had to stay there. And we were all told right before Thanksgiving, I mean, literally that, that three little day window, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right mm-hmm. before thing, that's when they dropped, told us all. I mean, that was mo- the most depressing Thanksgiving. There was a lot of alcohol and brain cells, you know, <laughs> sure. killed that, uh, that, that Thanksgiving. There were a lot of alcohol consumed. Um, not a lot of people were happy about because we didn't know, you know, and, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, the war only lasted a hundred hours, but we didn't know, you know, right. what was going to happen. And to know going into the holiday season and be told you're going to stay here for seven years here in Korea, you're like, what? Ugh. You know, and then once the war was over, we all had to stay a little extra time. I think I stayed 90 days extra longer. Uh, then I went to Fort Bliss, Texas, and then at Fort, the unit had just got back from Desert Storm, so I was like one of the first replacements. And when so did I, you get at Fort Bliss? 91. 91. Mm-hmm. And 91, because see, I had left Travis, and I was already in Germany, because I got to Germany in September of 90. I remember I had already been in Germany three years going into my third year when you got there because you yeah. didn't get there until 93. 93. Yeah. yeah. Which brings us to 1993 when we met. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, because after, after Desert Storm, Desert Shield, Desert Calm, that whole thing, then assignments start coming out people were yeah. being put back to where they were or they were normal getting assignments rotations, normal yeah. rotations yeah. started and then that's when I came down on orders for Germany yeah. and then after the after the Gulf War we came back the unit came back and then we actually did another deployment down to Panama it was with a different unit but my, that was my second deployment into Panama came back from Panama got orders and then it was 93 and then we went to went to Germany right and then um, and when in 93 when did you get to Germany in 93 September September yeah September 93 so we met three months later you December went there, about December two yeah, yeah about two two and a half months so yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow then, and then from you there our really assignments got all. yeah and then from there our assignments mirrored each other then after that point because you got out yeah and that's a whole nother podcast because my leaving the military wasn't the best no but there was a lot of lot of there was a lot that was going on during that time and like i said that'll be that'll be another podcast but yeah my my military career ended in ways that i hadn't wanted it to at that time i think i don't know i it's like I said, another podcast. I, 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 I think even to this day, I still have mixed feelings about all that and what I should have done or what I could have done or what I shouldn't have done. And but yeah. But so. that's when you know you got out though, and because we had made a commitment to each other already by that time. Right. Being Air Force and being Army, we would never be connected again. I mean, because we did a little over two years together there right. before we came back to the states in '95. Yeah. And went back to Fort Bliss. Yeah, we went back to Fort Bliss. And I was like, why did you bring me here? <laughs> Fort Bliss, Fort Happiness, El yeah. Paso, Texas. Yeah. Delicate. We were only there for three years. And I don't then... know where you were at, but that's not where I was at. 
<laughs> but in that three years we were back at Fort Bliss, I deployed to Panama a third time. Yeah. And I deployed to Saudi Arabia for seven months yeah. out, of, out of that assignment also. And then when I was in Saudi Arabia, that's when I got picked up for drill sergeant duties. Yeah. And then You've deployed a lot. I have. Because the I was calculating that up in the years that we had been together and almost seven and a half, eight years that we were together, you were deployed. The 90s were a lot of movement for me. And I, you know, and it was a lot of movement going on. And a lot of it had to do with the drawdown that the Army was going through at that particular time, too. Um, but then we got assignment to go to Fort Sill because I had, and I called up Branch. I'm like, why am I going to Fort Sill? That's field artillery. I'm an MP. I'm supposed to be going to Fort McClellan. And that's when they told us, well, based upon the drawdown, Fort McClellan is closing down. And if you go there, you're going to be there for about, you know, 10 or 12 months, and then you're going to have to pack up your family again, and then you're going to have to move to Fort Leonardwood, Missouri. And I was like, uh, well, we've been to Leonardwood before, so yeah. we took the assignment to Fort Sill. And we only anticipated staying there two years. Yeah. Because that, that was the then drill. Then someone decided that he wanted to stay on the drill trail well, for we another did that for year. a reason, though. True, you know, true. We did that for a positive reason. That we, were, we heard that halfway through your assignment, your two-year assignment, you would put in on a wish list, you know, so it's called a 4187, a personnel action, and you put in three assignments that you would like to go to. One had to be a trade deck assignment, one had to be a force comm assignment, and then one could be either either one of those two. Well, the first time we, we got it, it was, we got Fort Carson, and we were pretty happy about yeah. it. Yeah. We had, we had also asked for Fort Lewis. Fort Lewis was on our top, then Fort Carson, and then I've I think San Antonio yeah. is what we had. For and you know, it's funny because even when way back then, we always wanted to come out here to Washington. Yeah. And we got Fort Carson. And then I was, we were okay with that because we yeah. were our second choice. And Fort Carson's a beautiful, uh, beautiful yeah. installation, a, a great, yeah, great area to be in. really pretty. So we weren't, we weren't upset about it. But then I heard if you extend for six more months, you, your assignment goes away and then you would have to put in for a new request. So that's what we did. You know, Alan and I talked about it and... Um, and I, decided to stay on the drill trail for another six no, months. Another three, six months. Yeah, yeah, six months, which ended up putting us on the trail for three years. Well, and because... Hold on, you gotta... You gotta why, did we, why did I do the extra six months? Well, I, I get that, and I know that. I'm just saying yeah, for those... Well, you don't want to know. <laughs> We, what it's we, like to be we, married to a drill sergeant we, we put, <laughs> at the time weren't even married yet. So the orders for Fort Carson were gone, and I had to do the extra six months. Three months later, I put in that 4187 again, and we put in again Fort Lewis, Fort Carson, and then we had heard a lot of my buddies that it was on drill sergeant. They had been to Fort Drum, and they really enjoyed that assignment. So instead of saying San Antonio, we put Fort Drum. Right. We got orders to go to Fort Drum. So the third choice now. I mean, we lost Carson completely, so now it's right. our third choice to Fort Drum. And we got those orders right before Thanksgiving. Oh, my gosh, Thanksgiving again. Yeah. You know, right before Thanksgiving that year. And we, we moved like, a lot well, during the holidays. Well, I guess that's it, you know. And we watched the weather come in in the northeast. And over that Thanksgiving weekend, eight feet of snow dumped in the Watertown area where Fort Drum was at. I walked in that first day back to work after that and I'm like I'm doing six more months you know and I took me off those orders to Fort Drum and then we avoid we 
we avoided, avoided that. it twice, yeah. didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, uh, but I do have to say, once when we did get there, I mean, yeah, the the winters are brutal there. They they are brutal because it's all lake effect snow, and um, you're literally twenty minutes to a half hour yeah. from Canada, and but. So Assignment-wise, it was it was great. It really was. Well, you were there almost. So we did the like, three years there at Sill, and then we came here once because we did. We got the assignment yeah. before Lewis. You know, that's the assignment we wanted. So they had to give it to me this particular time because I had done three years, and I found that out through the grapevine too that there was an unwritten clause that if you did a third year, they have to give you your first choice, no matter how much manpower was up here. So I got it, and we came up here for three years, but. The towers got hit, you know, the, the very first day I was clearing from Fort Sill, and that was a, a whirlwind clearing process. That was just, that, I think that was one of our craziest ones that we had, because I was, at the time, working yeah. down at, um, in, uh, what is it? Arkansas. Arkansas. Um, I was managing one of the God, I've been I've been with that company for years well, even when we were in El Paso working for Grand Brothers Grand Entertainment Brothers. yeah Grand Brothers Entertainment and I was managing one of the nightclubs down in Arkansas and I was literally sitting in my office and came out because everybody was like oh my god oh my god and I looked and I was like what are you guys watching and they're like, one of the towers just got hit by a plane. And I was like, what? And it literally, it wasn't more than 10 or 15 minutes after yeah. that, my phone rang and it was you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was, next thing I know, your... So we got the assignment for Lewis, but yeah. we knew I was going to deploy out of Fort Lewis yeah. immediately. Yeah. And I did. You know, we went, the, the unit was already gone and I had to catch up with them and they were providing security on the East Coast at the different installations so we I caught up with them and we they told us 90 days haha I I knew by this time in the (laughs) having been in the middle a 90 day countdown was is never right so we ended up doing seven months and then we came back and everybody knew now it's 22 or 2002 everybody knew it's a matter of when not if we're going to go to war and then you know almost a year later we were you know we were in Iraq you know then at that time and then we came back from Iraq. I was on the eight list, and I made eight. And we went to we went from Iraq. I went to the first Army Academy, uh, um, PCS to Germany, and I was back in Iraq ninety days later. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like every time we moved, we were together just to get there. Well, the move to Washington, you weren't even there. I got no. there. Yeah. I mean, I. Uh, the dogs were with friends and friends who I hadn't actually met yet and drove in to get them and they literally took me to the townhouse that we had and mm-hmm. walked in and it was literally just full of boxes yeah. from the move and you were already in DC and yeah. yeah so then it happens again and we get to Germany and I get there and don't know anyone don't know anything and within three months you're back to the desert and yeah so but that's all right now just that little bit that was what 10 years no about it was 93 
No, 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 from what I'm yeah. when we started from 85, 93, 95, a little over 10 years. Yeah, so in all of that time right there, yeah, we get to Germany. Yeah, what was one of your proudest moments as far as you know, making rank or meeting me? <laughs> oh my no seriously though what was one of your your highlights during all that time you know because that was a lot it was you know it's interesting because one of the highlights I mean there's so many because like I said the first time we deployed to Panama Noriega was still in charge mm-hmm. right so there was a lot of Department of State type stuff happening a lot of stuff happening in the news so that was to be there you know as right. this history historical piece is happening um, and then the second deployment it was like after Noriega about a year or two after that he was gone now and then you know then I would go to the Panama a third time and then we were actually turning over installations because we were pulling out you know according to the uh, the treaty that Carter had signed back in the 70s with, with Panama, we were turning over the canal, and the Panama Canal Commission and all that other stuff was over the Panamanians, and I mean, it was that was neat, you know. Um, as much as I know it was tough on our relationship, being a drill sergeant was very rewarding, you know, to take, you know, somebody who was just, you know, a kid out of high school, and then, you know, transform this, you know, young man into a soldier, and to have their families come at graduation day and and hug you and shake your hand and thank you for everything you did for their son and you know and because they would tell you stories about him like yeah you could kind of see where he was a little, <laughs> you know a little bit of a you know, a pill yeah you know? and I mean meeting you was a highlight because it was in Germany and we got together and that was you know you know we talked about that before I mean obviously and then you know the experience of moving together and living through you know high times you know you know and there's low times because i mean when we were in oklahoma i mean we lost a house to a tornado that we were actually physically in when it happened you know i mean yeah and we lost a home to a tornado we lost a home to a fire yeah when we lived in el paso (laughs) el paso so yeah i mean so it's 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 interesting how all of those different assignments and everything and um, you look back and it's interesting because you'll hear different songs on the radio and you know and I think yeah and I think that's what it is when I hear certain songs it takes me right back to a certain day where we were what we were doing um, were you deployed at that time or you know I mean yeah it does. Songs take you back to certain memories, you yeah. know. But but we did the second time in Germany. We were there a little over eight years. And we came back to Fort Lewis, you know. And so we were happy about that. Uh, I did command time here as a command sergeant major here at Fort Lewis. And I got picked up for a second command. And if you're following geographically, none of my stateside assignments have been east of the Mississippi. I did a deployment to the east coast, but none of my assignments until that second command. And like Alan said earlier, that's when it's like, here you go, Fort Drum. 
and it was either take it or leave it and if you leave it you have to retire well we weren't quite ready there yeah we weren't so we because we, we hadn't made like those type of decisions yet um i mean we weren't even married yet yeah we got married here when we came back from germany yeah. and then don't ask don't tell was being revised and it was going to change when we were leaving germany it had that was in that transitional period so it was when we got here at Fort Lewis. But we waited until the Defense 19- Marriage Act was abolished right. before we got married because I wouldn't have gotten ID cards. I wouldn't have been recognized. We couldn't live in base housing, all that. So, so that, to me, that would be probably the highlight of our military experiences. We got to not only because when we first enlisted, it was, you know, against any policy, you know, and if there was any mere suspicion, you would be you, you would be chaptered out of the military. Uh, for being homosexual or right. potentially, you know. Yeah, you know. or, yeah. So, I mean, that's where, you know, in our story where, you know, I'm sure, you know, a lot of people don't know or, or a lot of people do know, you know, from us sharing stories over the years. But we hit our relationship from the military and from friends and some family members yeah. for over 17 years. Yeah. So, I mean, people, I mean to hide it and to still I mean we had to have a story yeah I mean what is who, who's this guy with you know Sarn Erickson who's that you know you know Alan who's that guy that's always with you all the time you know you yeah. guys are moving around the country and around the world together you know it always seems you know who is that you know and you're like what kind yeah of story you know and it was sense? just yeah I mean it was those were you know because at that time I mean I after I had gotten out I was doing what I needed to do to protect your military career because I was like, I'm out of the military now, you know, mm-hmm. but you weren't. And we had to do our best to, how do you, you always said that uh, we, our story, oh, what'd you say? Kept plausible deniability. Plausible deniability. Yeah. So if, you know, to give commanders and other leaders you know first sergeants or sergeant major that were senior to me you know we had to have some kind of story that's believable enough that it would give them plausible deniability should somebody question who are we and why why yeah. commander haven't you looked into this yeah you know? that well he says try this, to out this, us this or, this, yeah. you know? so and i believe it you know and i've talked and i've seen their mom and dad and they, they've confirmed it so why would not so there was you know to, to help, you know, we had to have a little bit of help from, you know, family family. members, friends who we yeah. trusted. Um, we and we've learned over the years, you know, that trust is something that we both hold dear because we, when we entrusted someone, we were literally entrusting them with our lives and our careers, yeah. you know, so. But that's a whole nother podcast. And we are, we've been going for a little bit. So, well, you can tell though, I mean, there's some pride in what we've yeah, done though. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's. We, after, after Fort Drum, then we came back here to Fort Lewis. And by that time, we were over 30 years. And so we retired at 32 out of Joint Base Lewis McCord because they combined McCord and Lewis together. So, and we got to stay here in Washington, which yeah. I was happy, you know, when we were at Fort Drum. That's when I. Um, decided that I wanted to 
get back oh, yeah. into yeah that's when I decided I wanted to get back into doing similar to what I was doing in the military traveling and that and flight attendant was the way to go with it and I applied with I only applied at three airlines right I applied with Delta I applied with no you apply with Delta United with Southwest Airlines Alaska American U.S. Air was still flying I didn't apply with U.S. Air no no I only applied to those three Delta American and no Delta American Southwest and Alaska because we remember we had the horrible experience of United and I was like I ain't working for them so I never applied for them and yeah and so that's when I ended up leaving from drum before you did because I got picked up with Alaska and had come here to Washington and yeah, start training. training and yeah well we we knew with with me transitioning Alan needed to be secure so those last couple of years that I was still actively serving we needed him to have a secure position because we didn't know where, what what I was gonna where do where we're going gonna and we knew that we wanted to come back to Washington yeah and when I applied for Alaska and we get to choose where you want to be based, um, being one of the older ones, I was lucky to get my first choice. And I, my first choice was to be based out of Seattle. Mm-hmm. So I basically told Russ, well, Washington State is home. And we had always talked about coming back to Washington. Yeah. So the stars aligned and the, community, the Lord blessed the us with that our, because our relationship yeah. and because um, there's places around the country we you know we could go and live but they won't accept both of our dynamics of either being same sex marriage interracial marriage interracial gay marriage yeah, uh, so. it just so there's just certain places that yeah. we would not live and there's places that we would love to live and because why would we want to hide our life again because again we just got done, we just, doing, just that. Got done doing that exactly so yeah, so we really appreciate the state of Washington and the all the opportunities yeah, it's given it's us out great. here. It has. It's been really great, and we love it out here in Washington. And I'm sure we're going to grow old here. So, well, uh, like you said, we've gotten a little long on this podcast, but we're pretty proud of our our career together. Yeah. And I love you. Love you too. <laughs> and. Uh, not supposed to be the song, but promise not all of them are going to be. All of them won't be the song, but there, as you can see, there's a we there's a lot that went on from 1985 mm-hmm. until 1993 when we met, and then years later and getting us to well, here where we are, we are 93, today. 30 years later. Yeah, I mean, there's a bit of a story there. Yeah, a bit of Just a story. A little bit. <laughs> But as always, we want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening to Two Veterans, Two Yorkies, and a whole lot of love. And surprisingly, there was no Two Yorkies tonight. No, they're wiped out. Yeah, they're wiped out. They had a busy day. So, All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you, or not see you, but talk to you guys on the next episode. episode. All All right. Take care. Bye now.